week's Another Day in the Colony edition of Spin Cycle, broadcasting from the unceded uh, lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Always was, always will be and always paying for it if this week is anything to go by, this latest news cycle. I'm Jess Lilly and I'm in the studio with Crikey reporter Charlie Lewis. G'day, Crikey. I was, I, I, I'm really having a week. Yeah, yeah. I, look, I mean, to be fair, you're, it, it's become a bit of a thing that people sometimes accidentally call me Crikey in the office. Really? And I, I, take, it, I take it kindly, I guess. Okay, Crikey. Uh, that's going to stick. Um, so I'm not going to lie. We've got a pretty depressing show coming (laughs) coming up over the next hour. I mean, this week has been, uh, I don't think I've ever not wanted to come in here and at least sort of try and unravel news stories or make sense of them. But this week it's just a bit, um, it's just so heavy. Hmm. Um, but uh, we are going to give it our best shot. And for any Indigenous and First Nations people listening, the show will feature the names of people who have died and we will also in the next hour be discussing issues of racism, violence, domestic abuse and uh, sexual assault. Yeah. That's the kind of week it's been in the colony. Mm. Um, So I don't blame you (laughs) if you... Switch off. We will try and be gentle as we discuss these issues. Um, And to that point, we don't have a guest this week. Full transparency. We were going to talk to one of the team behind the incredible Four Corners episode that aired on Monday called How Many More? Um, But given the heaviness and trauma in the news and the the episode dealt with um, missing and murdered Indigenous women and the epidemic of that, really. And the the institutional kind of... uh the complete institutional indifference in many mm. cases to to that issue, which we will talk about. Yeah, um, but we won't be joined by a guest. Uh, a guest, um, and I, and I think given you know the heaviness and trauma in the news for um, First Nations people in the in in this country this week, it's no wonder that reporters, Indigenous reporters, are choosing self care over public mm. commentary, um, and are also um, really hurting. Uh, it's you know I can't imagine what it's like um, being, you know, one of, again, one of the minority in the media being, you know, Mm -hmm. representing a community and having to face a new cycle like the one we've had this week. Absolutely, yeah. And and not really have, I'm having very little um, ability to, to disconnect um, because it's your job to to sort of base yourselves on these things, which is which is and I mean getting I, called up to to comment on it exactly, as well. And I exactly. feel bad, like I feel yeah. like we are part of the problem. And we, we, you know, I acknowledge, you know, we probably, you know, not probably, we really need to broaden our own team mm-hmm. to be able to have these conversations with someone. We are yeah. part of the problem. Calling up on people in this week of all weeks yeah, when they're feeling the most vulnerable, exhausted, and and, and, yeah. and worn out. I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, I think you know, it's it's obviously. I can't remember who who said this, but uh, it it to, to paraphrase something that I read on Twitter. It's sort of like if you think it was a difficult thing to watch, which it absolutely was, and we'll, we'll kind of get into the details of that in a moment. Imagine what it was like to put that story together. Um, mm. So, yes, no, and very, then to very understandable. have um, the story of the 
absolutely horrendous death of young 15-year-old Cassius Turvey yeah. on top of that. Yeah. yeah. The inquest into Kamanje Walker is happening this mm-hmm. week and some of the details coming out of that are horrendous. It's just a lot. So I want to extend my deepest sympathy, anger, support um, for any any First Nations listeners um, t- this evening um, and, you know, while we recognise we're possibly not the two best placed to discuss the nuance of all this, I think it's really important to talk about um, because the lack of media coverage is also part of the problem. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So with that in mind, um, I, usually I have a cup of tea, but I'm going to say get yourself a glass of, you know, wine if you're a drinker. <laughs> if, you, if you do that really healthy thing and deal with... Um, disaster, stress and um, bad news by drinking, go for it. Um, Because we are going to talk about um, How Many More, which was a Four Corners episode on Monday um, presented by Bridget Brennan with a production team including Stephanie Zillman, uh, Brooke Fryer and Suzanne Dredge. And I do want to name them because it really was one of the most phenomenal episodes of of television um, that dealt with um, missing and murdered Aboriginal women. Yeah, it, uh, it 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 revealed that um, at least three hundred and fifteen First Nations women um, have either gone missing or been murdered, or killed in in suspicious circumstances since since just the year two thousand. And and it makes it very clear that um, this is very very likely a, a, a quite quite major underestimation of of what those numbers actually are represented because of the the lack of. Um, well, apart from anything else, the, the lack of any kind of reliable uh, statistical work that's ever been done on this kind of issue. I mean, the um, the, the the episode of Four Corners was obviously was was an incredible piece of work. Uh, they also did a um, a series of articles on, on ABC Online, which I really do encourage people to to check out. Uh, the, the the kind of sort of I guess the the, the bedrock one, the the introductory one, is is it's it's got this incredible, very, again, very very harrowing image at the opening as you as you scroll down. As it introduces the story, you just get sort of this cascade of images of of, of women who've who've either gone missing or, or been murdered or killed in 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 um, suspicious circumstances, and, and you kind of it makes it very clear with this kind of cascading of names or or, the, or you know people who are not named for cultural reasons behind it of all the different people that we can't know about the the, the victims who will never be found out. Um, it's it's yeah, it's an incredible piece of work. I think that um, all of those names that I that read out before the fact that it had this production team of First Nations women behind it meant that you know it was it was a deeply moving program it was really impressive investigative journalism you know this is the first time any numbers like this have been put against mm-hmm. um what has been spoken about as an as an epidemic but there's never been you know the meat on the bones i suppose so to speak but also um you know and 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 it it very painstakingly d- demonstrated the systemic failures um, th- that are incredibly confrontational yeah. in a yeah. lot of these stories, but it also was just so full of heart and, you know, yeah. talking yeah. to the families of women who have died and then and then very painstakingly going through all of the failures 
mm-hmm. in those women's journeys, all of the times they tried to get help, yeah. all of the times, you know, that they they knew that they were in trouble and wanted help and were had doors shut on them or were told, yeah, you know, who, by police, um, don't call, stop calling. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah. They, they, it was too difficult or they weren't believed or, or they, or there was some strange ingrained cultural idea that, that they had gone walkabout or something like that. Um, just dismissed. Dismissed, yeah, dismissed. And then their families dismissed yeah. as well. And I think it's a really important point that you make about, about the heart that was in it. I think one of the things that struck me that I wasn't expecting but actually made it all the more affecting and I think was important to include was was um, in, in a strange way that the little moments of incidental joy, little moments of when it, when it shows the, 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 the group of women uh, attending Parliament oh, yeah. House in 2018, it shows them singing and it shows them laughing. It shows and one them of them started arms. singing the a Rocky Horror Picture <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Take a step to the left, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're kind of and and it it is they're not people, d- despite what they have been through and despite what they're fighting against. They're not defined by that. That is not all that they are. They are also. It gives you just this little little taste of what they are as human beings, what they would what they would be like to hang out with. But also that they have the strength to say, yeah. "Enough is enough." And and like all of these sort of situations in this country, it took these women hmm. just constantly protesting and going to Canberra hmm. and screaming and yelling. There's a problem in our community, you know. This yeah. is and they are overrepresented. Um, in domestic violence and murders hugely, of women in Australia, hugely, like massively, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and it, I mean, and and sort of, I think as we've alluded to it before, but it is, it is absurd to me that this has not led to more, and and and, and you know, obviously, this is a great example of something that a show like Four Corners can do. It is, it is the the it is a an assiduous, and I I I, I don't know quite how long it would have taken them to put this together, but. There's obviously years of work that has gone oh, into this. Um, it is so meticulously mm. investigated. You know how sometimes you can kind of tell when a Four Corners program is a little bit rushed? <laughs> you kind of, you know, whether it's it's mm. come out to – or not even rushed or, you know, perhaps sometimes you find out later on that because of um, some legal wranglings yeah, maybe behind the, the scenes yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, they've or, had to pull a big chunk a out. Elite legal wrangling or, or some, some, some source is actually withdrawn or, or yeah, something of that sort. So they've had to it, blur like, the edges oh, a little bit. Oh, there's a real big – jump there or <laughs> but this one was it it felt like you know a documentary feature yeah in 45 yeah. minutes it yeah. was phenomenal mm. and it just is gripping and if you haven't watched it um please do everyone in this country should see it and then be moved to pressure to do something mm-hmm. because what has been really unnerving is that a report with this much depth and significance could happen and um, there's nary a peep out of the rest yeah, of the media. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's, yeah. there was very little response to it. Mm, mm. Yeah, no, not 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 many not many follows. Um, and of course, you can argue, oh well, and we won't, we won't we're not going to talk about the budget very much. But it happened it happened the, the day before this, the second but budget. But this is in what this year. I would question yeah. this as well. I question the timing, you know, and not to I don't obviously this is a, such a naive Twitter comment. <laughs> 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 but you know, please indulge me. Mm. Why would you put something like that out the day? Like, why would it N- air that the, in the, budget week? The you news know? cycle would be flooded with, <sighs> with budget stuff. Yeah, I mean, and, and, it's and, and so as you say, easy to move on for the news cycle just to bury mm. something these days. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, again, we we, we can't we can't 
we can't really speculate about about any of this. I mean, they could have thought of it as counter-programming, something that would be actually would cut through in a week when people were kind of disengaged from all the numbers of the budget. I, who knows? Who knows? But um, but it is it is it is a real shame, and we can only uh, encourage everyone listening to, to if you haven't seen it already, check it out or, or read the stories online because they are they are harrowing and they are important to know. Triple R. We got the horrible news this week that. Uh, um, Nunga teenager Cassius Turvey passed away um, in hospital on October 23rd. He'd been there since uh, October 13 when he'd been allegedly uh, the victim of a um, horrific attack, um, again, in, in similar circumstances. by uh, When he was walking home from, he was school, walking from school in his school uniform. Yeah, in, in, in broad daylight, attacked by a, by, by a man who has now since been charged uh, with his murder. Um, a man who jumped out of a vehicle... With yeah. a bunch of other people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and chased him down. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think, I mean, just the the the, the thing that, if we, if we want to look at this from, from a meter angle, it's, this, it's, it's almost the only way I, I can sort of look at it is, 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 is to sort of try and understand why this is not front page news everywhere. I know, exactly. I know that everywhere, everywhere has a story about it, but it is... It, it only made the front page in Western, it, in, in Australia. Western Australia. In Western Australia, they did they did cover it on the front page, and um, also it only made the news more broadly after he died, and yeah, he was in yeah. hospital for you know for ten, days. ten days. So yeah. it, the crime was known of before then. Yeah. If you compare it to something like the disappearance of Cleo Smith in in Western Australia, mm-hmm. the disappearance of Jill Meager in. Uh, in yeah. Brunswick, the the murder of Eurydice Dixon in Brunswick, and I mean, sorry, in Carlton, and I, all of those are, you know, awful, horrendous cases. But you, the immediate media coverage yeah. of those, yeah, yeah. a child who, and if you take away all of the, you know, um, everything else around it, the facts were a, a child in this country was walking home from school, mm. was brutally attacked. And killed, yeah. which you you know this con- in this country that is a a very rare crime. That ought to, yeah, and it yeah. ought to be enough for the entire country to stop. For the, I mean, the the media circus around, and you know the the disappearance of of Cleo Smith. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Every day, minute by minute updates. You know, where was that when he was lying in a hospital bed? Yeah. You know yeah. when, well, yeah, yeah. Um, Cassius, when you know this this boy, he's a fifteen year old boy in a school mm. uniform. Where, is, what is wrong with this country's media? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. I think it's you know, in some ways, some in some cases, you feel like it's 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 disingenuous to compare these things. Um, but in this case, there is it is a it just it does seem like for like. Um, Absolutely. For example, in terms so, so, of if so, we yeah. try and maintain some objectivity, which is very difficult, which is extremely difficult, yeah. You know, we do know the media like a or, you know, from a from an operational point of view, a a human story yeah. with um an unknown outcome with all of this stuff that mm-hmm. is incredibly emotional, a community risk, a sudden, you know, act of violence, these all are things that get picked up. Yeah, on, yeah, in scale by and the media and, is, and, is, and, the, and they campaign yeah. around them. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is not. 
and this is this is uh, this is an outer suburb of Perth. This is not this. Uh, this is yeah. It would about be interesting, for- Charlie. You know, obviously, you lived in Western Australia for a long time. Could you situate this event and and also compared to say the Elijah Doty event as well, or not event when he was killed? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because Kargoorlie is very different from. From where um, Cassius Turvey was attacked. Yeah, yeah. M- Middle Swan is is sort of an outer suburb of, of Perth. It's sort of about about forty minute drive northeast, uh, kind of near near the near the hills and sort of in sort of winery country, um, uh, kind of near Midland, uh, which is the, which is a the last train as far east as you can go from Perth. Uh, it's not it's not um, the the Wild West, quote unquote. It's not it's not mm. the middle of nowhere. This is a, this is a, a, an outer suburb, but it's a suburb. And it, it again, I mean, I think when I, I was in WA when. Um, and again, we 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 we, I, we are in no way. We want to be very clear. In no way lessening anything that we compare this to when we talk about it. But when uh, Jill Mir um, went missing, um, that was from that was huge news in WA. Mm. So so it's not even as you can't really argue that 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 the Age or or the the Herald Sun or the Daily Telegraph shouldn't take a major major interest in the story because it's so far away. This is. But this you can't an, argue yeah. that on the basis of how. Completely, um, you know, unheard of a crime like this yeah, is ab- in the country generally aberrant and, and abhorrent. It's it's yeah. it's, uh, it's both a vicious, horrifying vicious, and, vicious attack and, yeah. on a child. Yeah, um, yeah. The, I mean, you know, the his the the re- the reports that we have seen. Um, there has been a lot of anger around the language that's been used. Yeah. yeah. Um, the you know Western Australian has been very much uh, reporting on police response, yeah, rather yeah. than necessarily the family response. A lot, all of that has seems to have come from NITV um, or the Guardian, and I say that only in what I've seen. I'm sure that they have as well. The Western yeah, Australian, yeah, yeah. you've said are quite good at covering these things. In recent years, they they because for a long time it was quite famously quite quite bad at these issues and. Um, uh, it's funny, actually. I, 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 Kerry Stokes visited my university ages ago. The old um, Kerry Stokes, eh? And it was a really – there was a very illuminating thing that he was asked about about the history of, of Indigenous issues in, in West Australia. And he went, well, look, you know, I mean, I'd love it if we had more. Uh, I, I remember every time that we do this, uh, you know, our, our circulation would go down by by 10,000 or 30,000. And, you know, you've got to make a buck in the end of the day. And it was kind of like – yeah. Y- y- I, I believe that, that yeah. every time they put an a like a, an indigenous face an indigenous on the front story. cover, it would their 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 their, their, their wow. circulation would, would plummet. When was this? Uh, this was about 2013, I believe. 2012, 2013. Um, and and there was a sort of, I mean, I, I, the question I wanted to ask, but the, the microphone never got <laughs> really around to me. Was was that you know well why why do we always find ourselves? Why does the media always seem to cater to the group of people who would not buy a newspaper if it had an indigenous face on the cover? But the, then someone else, Jonathan Holmes from Media Watch at the time, was was there as well. And a lady who I think you could call her a proto drip got in a big fight with him about the ABC's editorial biases. So uh, the, the microphone never found its way around to me. Um, but 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 it was just all a very very scenic route of saying that that in in, in recent years, they, I mean, I, I I did notice particularly in twenty twenty around around Black Lives Matter and things like that. And I, I can't claim to be an expert on all their their coverage of these issues, but it did seem that they had made a bit of a concerted effort to put indigenous issues on front pages in a sympathetic and sensitive way. Uh, I'm not saying that they've done it perfectly every time, but but I do think they've made some efforts in those areas. But you're right. The 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 um 
the the centering of of the police language and the the pretty pretty horrifying police it's so language. dehumanizing it's um, also in that very passive voice yeah yeah and yeah I mean, I know that there's um, – we, we had a, a rather um, heated conversation we had a about robust this before. Discussion we had a robust before discussion. Yes. I think you were more afraid that I was going to go full <laughs> prejudicial – what is it? Prejudice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I, you know, we, and I it really pisses me off that that's mm. a way to shut down debate in this country as well. There's a real serious problem – with our whole system, the way that the police and legal system are intertwined is the police use this very passive language and, you know, call for calm and, you know, uh, they. but when he uses when this, I'm talking about Cole Blanche, who's the police commissioner, he said that um, the, the tragic death of 15-year-old Cassie Turvey could be a case of him being in the wrong place, wrong time. You know, that's not... A, that's, that's a truly just, bizarre... Uh, a, a, Apart from anything else, bizarre thing to say about yes, a fifteen-year-old boy walking home from on the, school on the way home from school. Yeah. And yeah, that's not about. And that's a police allegation. But the, the police are alleging that he was an innocent victim of an unprovoked attack. And and the and the attacker has mm. been charged with murder. Mm. Um, but to use words like wrong place, wrong time, it's as so dismissive. Who, who could do anything about this? Who yes. could possibly? And also, yeah. as though. So what what they keep saying is um, another comment was um, uh, an incident of damage led to this mm. horrific attack mm. as the, because allegedly some these uh, um, people <laughs> I'm choosing I'm trying to choose my words carefully uh, who 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 attacked um, Cassius and his friends the allegation is that they were um, geared up over some property damage. I mean, that to me is completely irrelevant, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Don't want to prejudice. But the fact that he's linking those things. Yeah, yeah. What, what, you know? that, is, it is enti- that is entirely so irrelevant. So it would have been okay if yeah. it was the person who had done the... Well, I mean, yeah, I, I yeah. don't understand. It was, like, it, it was a, the same thing that was trotted out with Elijah Dosey. An of was damage, that, um, yeah. Was that he, the, the belief was that he had stolen something. And it's like, no, that that, that is that is actually... Completely irrelevant. Completely irrelevant to the public's understanding of, of, of what has happened. Um, a child has died but uh, also yeah. it's it's incredibly dehumanizing language mm, mm. and for the media to report those things instead mm. of uh, humanizing Cassius yeah, Turvey yeah. which has been done by other media outlets like NITV mm-hmm. um, SBS and um, in the Guardian that you know to to choose to report, those sorts of police or statements, yeah. or primarily yeah. primarily report those sort of police statements over the um, you know stories by family that he you know had started his uh, lawn mowing business yeah. with a couple of yeah. friends and they had these very gorgeous matching t shirts mm-hmm. and they didn't you know and they 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 mowed community lawns <sighs> and they didn't charge anyone mm. they allow, they let people pay what they were able to. And he had a very incredible sense of responsibility of his role within his community and for maintaining the culture and and um, of his family and he felt that responsibility. This child was awesome and I've mm. seen this incredible mm. video of him in a radio studio yeah, doing a little yeah, radio yeah. report. Mm. Like this kid was just this shining, mm. joyous, beautiful child and the the nation, the whole country should be mourning this mm. loss, should be 
There should be pressure on the front page of every paper. There should be pressure from every media organisation to understand societally, how, you know, what how, is going how on, how could, so, how, yeah, yeah. How could how this happen in broad daylight? Mm. How could a child, you know, this should be one of those ridiculous bogeyman campaigns from the Herald Sun. Mm. None of our children are safe because these people yeah, are roaming gangs. the streets. Yeah, yeah, these yeah. gangs of men, yeah. of angry men are roaming. Mm. Like where is all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, we, I mean, again, we, we talked about this a bit before beforehand. I mean, one of the reasons that the Four Corners piece that we talked about was, was so good and so assiduous and so clear was that it was done often after a lot of legal p- things had a lot of legal processes had completed and you could say things without having to hedge them with, with all these allegedlies and you didn't have to try and uh, stop yourself talking about someone's intent in a matter or things like that. We do, I mean, again, I, 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 I don't like it anymore, but we, we have to we have to be very careful about the way that we phrase these things until these processes are completed. But that doesn't stop the pressure. But, that, but you're right. But you that, does, that, does, that, does not, that does not stop this from being a uh, something that could and be... And making sure the accountability is there and making sure that no one walks free or everyone is accounted for who Mm. was involved in this brutal attack because it wasn't just the one person there was a carload of people that they should there should be accountability within the community rather than a man who's been charged with murder Mm. and it's just the case of the wrong place the wrong time it's disgusting Mm. it's and this and it's just highlights how the media in this country just lets down it's for the 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 first nations mm. communities or you know is completely the 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 mainstream media at any rate although that said i i have seen some amazing some really good news reports on television about this and yeah we yeah. were t- talking about this as well before we came on that um you know uh, a lot of television news um teams have perhaps been much more progressive in ensuring that they um, have a more diverse team, you know, production team and even on-camera team because you can see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas, it's, a, it's a very instant bit of accountability. Whereas yeah. newspapers, maybe not so much, you know. Anyway, it's fucked, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I think that is that can be said without any any level of, um, of pushback from anyone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Triple R on FM, digital, online, on demand, podcasts, and via the app. Uh, so this, I mean, this again flows on, not not slightly slightly from what we've been talking about, which is the um, the other major sort of story of the day was the uh, the mistrial, the end of the uh, the high profile uh, rape trial of, of Bruce Lerman, uh, who was uh, accused of of, of, of raping a former Liberal Party staffer. Uh, Brittany Higgins, which is obviously one of, one of the major kind of news stories of, of the past two years or so uh, since it uh, became oh sorry year, year I think now actually since it became public, um, it's I think what's incredibly cruel about this. So it was it was declared a mistrial uh, on account of the fact that it was found that one of the uh, jurors uh, and the jury had been. Uh, had retired um, for days, for, for days, and they couldn't come to a, a a conclusion about about Lemon's guilt or otherwise. Uh, and then it was found that one of them had done um, their own research. Essentially, mm. they had they had gone and looked, as it turned out, into a study um, on uh, on the prevalence of false accusations of rape. Uh, this was um, shocking. Well, this was this was this this came. Um, 
after uh, Judge McCallum had, 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 had uh, told the jury, uh, in her words, and I, I'm sure she's not exaggerating, at least 17 times not to do this. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of cruelty um, associated with this. With, I mean, and, and by the way, again, this is another issue wherein we've got to be very careful about what we say. There has been a, a retrial set for, for early next year. Uh, so Charlie, the, the Charlie makes these repeat reminders, not just, you know, because he needs to, f- for um, your benefit, <laughs> Dear listener, he pretty much does it whilst glaring at me. Yeah, just uh, just shooting <laughs> daggers. Because <laughs> he can yes. see my little head wobbling from side to side and the steam coming out of my ears. <laughs> yeah, as I, yeah. <laughs> so I waggle my finger um, yeah. very Shut intensely. Shut the fuck up, uh, <laughs> well, no, But, but uh, it, is, it is, again, an issue that, that because it is, is still a live issue. Um, 100%. But, but without, without forming well, any... Well, we know what happened to... The trial should have happened... A long time well, ago. Well, yes. I mean, and, and this is part of the the, the cruelty to, to all concerned. And this you can mm. say this without without forming any judgment about about anything. You can say that it does no one any good. No one involved is served by this outcome. Um, th- this process being dragged on any further. Um, this, as 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 you alluded to, the Jess, it, this is not the first time this trial has had to be delayed. It was delayed after. Um, Lisa Wilkinson in a in, in an awards acceptance speech months ago. Um, <laughs> Said some things that the are logies, babe. Yes, yes. Um, and I, then I don't the... know why I felt the need to be like <laughs> coy about the award ceremony. It was yes. Well, it was the um, logies, and then subsequent interviews that she did. She kind of forgot that this wasn't just a news story for her yeah, that she broke. Yeah. She forgot that it was actually an ongoing, an ongoing uh, yes, live yeah. legal matter where you can't um... forgot or had to anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> Zip it. So, so I mean, this, and this, so, so uh, I guess again, the, to the 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 idea that's sort of at play here is the idea of, of prejudice, and I, I don't want to be. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure our readers are across this, but just for anyone who readers, to, listeners, listeners, babe. I'm sorry, sorry, that's um, cracky. We're on the radio now. <laughs> it's been a very, very, very long week. Um, mm. uh, for our listeners who, who aren't across this process or need need a refresher, it's, it's basically the idea that you cannot introduce into a a, a jury. Uh, information that they are not receiving that is pertinent to the trial, but they have not received during the trial. You cannot. Uh, so, a really famous uh, example of this was, at, at, and it often ha- and it almost invariably is committed by the media by by an overzealous journalist. I mean, the the the, the, the kind of classic. I think the biggest fine any. Um, any uh, media outlet in Australia has ever gotten was about three hundred grand for uh, there was a murder trial wherein a and it was it's one of the great failures of process I've ever heard in my life a, a kind of cadet journo um, was reporting on a trial had no sub editor apparently and no one telling her what to do she was covering this trial and then she went and did some digging of her own mm. and found a whole bunch of stuff on the accused's Facebook page which made them sound a lot like they were a murderer um, and went, great, I've got a scoop here, put it in the oh story. God. It got published. No one quite knows how or whether anyone had a look at it. And, of course, the whole, the, the, a mistrial was declared. There's a huge, huge furore about it. In this case, I mean, uh, you know, and so this was another case where, where Lisa Wilkinson's comments had arguably uh, prejudiced the trial and, and, and delayed it. But then since then, there had actually been a reasonable amount of restraint and it had been reported on in a way that, that wasn't going to have that effect. People were very, very careful. And so for this to, to happen and for it to be dragged out yet again is just a horrible, horrible, horrible outcome. I think it's there's something really interesting about 
this kind of happening in this time too, that this juror uh, felt that despite all of these repeated warnings from the judge, felt that they were best placed to inform... To find a study. Yeah, Mm -hmm. to to go and do their own research, to find this study, which, um, you know, to be clear, was about the prevalence of um, false accusations Mm -hmm. in sexual, you know, false accusations made around sexual assault. And so let's be honest, who knows what the validity of the study. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And what I find really, um, apart from, you know, it's obviously incredibly infuriating and I don't know if anyone watched the... um, statement that Brittany Higgins made outside the court today, it was so painful to watch because she's mm. she seems pretty broken and as she made the point that through this whole process she felt like she was the one on trial. She said that, you know, a lot of the media have been taken down for um, inadvertently referring to it as the the Brittany Higgins trial. But she said, I don't mind that because that's the reality. That's what it feels like. You know, she said my, all my phone records were handed over all my computer, Mm. all of my files, all of my, you know, I was on the witness, I was on the witness stand and in cross, you know, um, and interrogated for um, days. Yeah. Whereas he never and, actually spoke. Yeah, and 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 I mean, and this is this is very indicative of something. Um, there, there's 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 some questions now about whether, in giving that statement, she herself has. But I don't think she'd want to. I mean, you but, know, she possibly isn't going to want to go ahead again. You know, mm. this trial, this is now moved again to February. It didn't yeah. come at the beginning of it. It came like after five days of yeah, deliberations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, a mistrial, yeah, so perhaps yeah. she's not wanting to go again. Who knows? I mean, who could knows, you imagine knows, how yeah. much it would have cost as well, mm. given the sort of the legal team that she has. But what I, what I find interesting is in this age, in this day and age, not just of social media but of mistrust of authority, mm, mistrust mm. of the news, you know, potentially mistrust of this judge. Oh, I, the, I know better. I've got these sources, you know. This yeah. judge is just going by the book. Mm. The judge is doing what they say they have to do. <laughs> me, 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 me. But I've got this great news source called, you know, Cowabunga Science that, <laughs> To, tells me everything I need to know. I'm just going to show that to the jury. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, is yeah. it possible to have – how can you have a jury room in this day and age where you send them home at night, where they have <laughs> access to Google their partners? They you should, know, yeah. we are living in a conspiracy <laughs> age. They, yeah, the they, idea they, they that, should. yeah, they're going to be able to go home and just stay in this vortex of zero information when we are pounded with information all the mm. time. Is I don't know. I mean, is it is uh, once again another uh, evidence of the failings of our legal system? You know. Yeah, yeah, and of course, there's a lot of questions about whether uh, you know the whole process is, is is fit to purpose in terms of especially you know trials of this sort. Um, yeah, no, I mean uh, the the other thing I wanted to have a brief whinge about, which seems very frivolous after what we've been talking about, was the kind of the the absurdity of the idea of the, the lock in, which is where the Reporters who are reporting on the the budget of uh, uh, oh, literally ha- we've, we've before you switch to the budget. Oh yeah, I um someone did tell me on Twitter which I did not know but which I found really interesting was um there is a precedent in a famous Australian case for oh, this happening. Oh yes, no, this is really interesting. Yeah, I, it, I mean it's it, it's it's actually it's in some ways quite a lot worse. <laughs> um, so. Uh, 
<laughs> I don't know if many listeners remember a guy called Joby Alki Peterson. Um, if you lived in Queensland during a certain time <clears throat> in the 80s, you probably just did a little shiver. Um, but Joe, I think he became Sir Joe, actually. He might have even been knighted, which is even more horrifying. Joe Bialki Peterson was... I know that he wanted to be Prime Minister for a while. The Sheriff of Queensland. No, mm. He was a renegade man. Anyway, mm. there was um, a trial for... Um, uh, was it a perjury trial? I think that... And there was... Anyway... It was back in 91 and mm-hmm. uh, I think there had been attempts to get Joe for a long time because he really skated. He was like a pre-Trump, Queensland yeah, Trump, like a real cowboy of the... Yeah, yeah. It was and horrible, of, like, you know, some of the... The hillbilly dictator was the was the, was the the nickname he had and he was a, a sort of, yeah, a, 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 a collection of a police state uh, cramping down on any kind of dissent and major, major... Uh, crony kind of uh, corruption. Um, but also incredibly prejudiced, you know, that it was, oh, yeah. you know, awful um, anti-gay legislation and just mm. awful, awful time in Queensland's history. So I'm sorry if I'm um, bringing that up. Has, um, has, you know, given anyone the chills. But the foreman on his jury, Luke Shaw, turned out to be... Um, It was revealed that he was a member of the Young Nationals uh, and so the whole thing was, um, you know, allowed Joe to walk free from this perjury trial. Yeah. Because it was completely disbanded, the whole trial, and that was it. It just – there was no retrial. It was – Yeah, yeah. It was was decided that he was too old to to face face another trial. And then this foreman then became a member of – uh, became a candidate for Bob Catter. <laughs> the uh, the tides of history, eh? The tides <laughs> of history for Bob Catter's Australia Party. Now, I probably could have said that all a lot more succinctly, but anyway, there you go. There is precedent for this weirdness. I mean, there's a lot of precedent. I mean, particularly, I mean, it's particularly... It just shows the flaws in the jury trial, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, and the, uh, uh, I mean, actually, it, and it's sort of tangentially related to, I guess, to uh, Victoria famously is is the most, so which we say, rigorous state in terms of issuing um, suppression orders, basically issuing, issuing letters to the media saying you cannot report this, this and this while this trial is happening. Mm-hmm. Other states are a little bit more liberal about what they allow the media to report. But, I mean, the famous recent one was obviously the uh, George Pell trial where uh, yes. it, the entire thing happened basically behind closed doors and you couldn't report a single thing. And then some, quite a few papers actually tried to find clever ways around that and they all got smacked very hard on the wrist. And I was actually, yeah, I was... Uh, Actually, I'm not sure how much I can talk about this, but I was I was at something where people were being told off for that, and it was, yeah, the the, the newspapers' lawyers really earned their money that day. They were getting uh, roasted. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By by various figures. Well, arguably, um, this Brittany Higgins trial should have been closed doors too, because it was pretty. Well, it I, was pretty. Yeah. In brutal the the coverage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, but again, that's that. That the ACT was the jurisdiction there, and they're, they're much less. Uh, they're 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 much less likely to issue suppression mm. orders in that, in that jurisdiction. Interesting. Um, and also that they don't have the option, I believe, in in sexual assault cases to have no jury, ah. which is another thing that kind of uh, complicates matters a bit. Ah, why is that? Do you know? 
I, I, I must admit, I'm not, I'm not across mm. the details. It's just something that I've, I've yeah. Triple R. Spin Cycle Rogue reporter Neil Rogers <laughs> has just come into the studio saying that um, that exactly what you were just saying, Charlie, yeah, that, that, would happen, mm. has happened, that um, Britney's – I almost called her Britney Spears then <laughs> – very different human. Brittany Higgins' uh, comments that she made outside of court have now been referred. Yes, by, by the accused lawyers. Mm. Um, yeah, for, for exactly that reason. Yeah. Um, but let's move on. Yes. To uh, the bouger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, look, it's, it's, it's again, such a minor little uh, whinge in the, in the grand scheme of things. One, I mean, it, it's, it's obviously something that... Journalists love because it's such great political journalist red meat. It's numbers and um, you know big policy ideas and, mm. and things like that. There's a lot of there's a lot to sort of get into there. I think the, 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 so uh, for, for for our listeners who again this is probably something that would be unfathomable to any normal person. But the way that the budget is basically reported is that, and this has been the case for a very very long time, is that uh, you apply every every uh, publication applies to basically have access to the budget papers on the day of the budget being handed down. And they are taken to a room in Parliament House, locked in there, uh, given no access to their phones or internet, and then access to the budget papers. So they can, they can analyse it, write their stories, but they're not allowed to let them out until the Treasurer is giving his speech uh, announcing... Uh, but isn't so much of it foreshadowed well, anyway? I, and that, that is what has become increasingly like for maybe for, for for a while there may have been some utility to this, but this now just preserves this strange sense of exclusivity that I think a lot of political journalists uh, quite like. But there is there is uh, by the way I should say that Crikey was at the budget lockup and we did do our coverage from it. Um, uh, so I, were I, you I, there? I wasn't there. No. 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 Um, uh, so we are obviously all part of this, but it, it, it does just strike me as, as particularly as you say, more and more every single year, more of the budget gets leaked out to various papers in the days leading up yeah. to the budget. So uh, you get this slightly strange thing where people wait six hours and then they put out stories that are like, well, no surprises there. It's all of the things that they told us that were going to be in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and there is some, and in some ways, there is a lot of utility about everyone being given access to the. The, the full documents and being able to really pour over them and kind of try and make sense of them. Um, but the, I, the, there is just a strange, there's an absurdity to me mm. about, about the, the, the behind closed doors element to it. And I don't think anyone quite understands why that's still in place. I'd be interested to hear um, some I mean, in favor of arguments. I think especially with um, the slightly more diversified way that people engage with the media too. It's not just, you know, n- newspapers, Arriving at the news agent in the morning, announcing yeah, the day's yeah, news yeah, 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 yeah. is just it's, it's not it's how, such it's a thing anymore. of the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just not the way people consume news stories anymore. Yeah, it is. It is a bit of a relic of a, of a previous way of producing and, and consuming news. But which, which you could accuse the media of, um, of generally, <laughs> in a lot of ways, really. <laughs> But yeah, that's, but that, that's a topic for another topic show. For another show <laughs> indeed. Um, uh, but just before we go, I just want to make a, a little mention of David McBride. Uh, David McBride yes. uh, is a uh, a whistleblower whose revelations um, uh, to the ABC um, around potential war, uh, alleged war crimes in Afghanistan committed by Australian soldiers. Um, 
Let, was oh, with, you for, missed the interview with Ben last week. About, I did. I did. Mm. That's right. But we talked. We obviously, yeah. Um, and we talked obviously prior to that. We talked mm. to uh, Andrew Wilkie, uh, the independent MP yep. from Tasmania, who's done a lot of work in this area. Um, as a whistleblower, as a guy who brought very, very important information to public light, mm. having exhausted every single behind-the-scenes avenue that he could, and finding absolutely no headway. After the Brereton report um, re- revealed, well, you know, uh, alleged credible evidence pointing to Australian forces having unlawfully killed it was pretty specific Afghan civilians with twenty nine ADF personnel involved directly in those yeah, killings. Yeah, yeah. The only person at this point to have faced any kind of charges is uh, David, David McBride. So his Isn't trial, his trial started the whistleblower. Today. His trial started today, and obviously we will be keeping a very close eye on how that works out. By the way. Um, Mark Dreyfus, the, the Attorney General, could, could stop this tomorrow if he wanted to. Um, it's time for us to get out of here. Cassius Turvey's mother has requested the entire nation come out in support of Cassius at all of the public um, vigils and events that are going to be held around the country next week. Um, so please, um, I beg, can if you can... Go for that very, very important stroll because something has to change there and uh, we all collectively need to show um, the powers that be, the institutions, but also the media that we care. And that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. You can find us every week on your favourite podcast platform. And you can follow us on Twitter at Sample, at Lily Juice, and at The Shuffle Diary. You can also listen in at rrr.org.au via On Demand for the radio version of the show. Want to support Spin Cycle? Become a Triple R subscriber. Your subscription helps keep the station running and helps Triple R produce and create great radio and podcast content like this.